What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 376 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, we've got the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark ellis Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And as you know, when we are going to review a horror movie, we got to get a guest because Aubrey is not watching Halloween. She's not watching Halloween H2O. She's not watching Halloween Resurrection. She's not watching Halloween Kills. So this week we had to bring in from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. It's your boy, Ken. What is going on, So Wizard fam? Thank you, first and foremost, for having me come on. I am super excited to be here and let us talk some Halloween Kills, shall we? That's right. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got some news to discuss, a bunch of stuff from the DC Fandom event, and then we're going to review the newest movie in the Halloween saga, Halloween Kills. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Ken, it is great to have you here. Tell us all about the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast and yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, my schedule today has been a little crazy because as soon as we get done recording here, I'm heading over to 607 Podcast to do the 607 TWS Wrestling Show. Because not only with the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we talk a parlay of topics each and every week on the podcast with my partner in crime, the one and only Padawan Jay and your coach, my coach, the coach, the Philip Rivers of independent podcasting, Coach Duffy. We are also going to be doing some streaming on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast with the 8122 production 607 podcast fam with Rich Coriel from the Three Fat Nerds podcast talking everything pro wrestling. And then this Wednesday, I'm going to be appearing on New Comics Day with the Apocalypse co-host Brian Wayne from Cheers to Comics and Ryan from Cosmic Campfire talking everything going on at the comic shops for your Wednesday pleasure. Mark, do you uh, did you have like a nervous breakdown just hearing about all that? <laughs> I did. I'm like, man, I feel super lazy. Like I complain every week about the amount of work that I have to do. And now I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to do that Good. anymore. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Ken, are you recovered fully from New York Comic Con? Uh, I'm getting there. Uh, it, 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 it's, I, it wasn't con crud like usual it was con exhaustion but yeah it's it's slowly slowly starting to get the legs back under me so like today will be like the first real test of it awesome awesome good to hear we're glad to have you here mark ellis reagan's how the hell are you i am doing good i'm doing good i'm uh one step closer to getting my platinum status at uh cinemark movie club uh, I just have uh, about, I think, three more movies left. And with uh, Dune coming up and Eternals coming up, I might squeeze in that, uh, that new Matt Damon Ben Affleck movie. And uh, yeah, that should do it. So uh, yeah, platinum status. I am on the way there. 
That's what we like to hear. What happens when you hit platinum again? They, they laugh at you and you have no life or something? What happens? Uh, no, I, I think it's like uh, hookers and cocaine, if I'm, if I'm reading the text correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I love movie club now. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just the uh, it's a bigger discount at the stack bar, and uh, an extra ticket uh, instead of one ticket, I get two tickets, and uh, I don't know. And the third thing, I, I forgot what it was. I, I don't care. I just want I just want the status. I don't really give a shit about the the bonus stuff. All right. Do you get a say? And like, can you like demand they start playing food flow again? <laughs> That's gonna be my first demand <laughs> as soon as I get as soon as I get in there. <laughs> oh, platinum status right this way, sir. <laughs> Right. Hey, Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? I'm good. I haven't done anything even remotely exciting. Uh, I'm just, like Ken said, just trying to recover from New York. I think by about now, I'm starting to get back to normal. Uh, uh, it was really a tough, tough couple days there, and I didn't give myself any time to relax or recover. It was just, you know, right back into the grind when we got home. And, and that, like I said last week, you know, that go in in the morning and then immediately go to the con was just brutal. Never doing that again. Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just too much. I just do not. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm still like a week or two out now. I'm still like dumbfounded. Like, man, how did we ever go to those cons and just party for like seven days straight? <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That's all I've been doing is just working, sleeping and trying to slowly recover, drinking a lot of energy drinks, mm-hmm. a lot of C4 starburst flavored energy drinks Ew, that sounds disgusting they're good they were giving them out free on the streets of new york the other the couple weeks ago so I, yeah. they're really good <laughs> hard to find though and i have them in a lot of places but they're good man so so is our podcast heartily endorsing c4 <laughs> energy drinks with starburst flavoring uh enough about us uh let's talk about us mark ellis reagan's why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more so was your podcast all right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea Public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Dad. You okay, sport? Is there a such thing as monsters? Well, here's the thing, Luke. In a lot of ways, humans are the real monsters. So I'd say yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that clip as I was, as I was watching Halloween and I had to play it. <laughs> Perfect. 
All right, we've got news to discuss, and there's quite a bit, so let's drop the drop, and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, it is Trailer Palooza. We got a lot of trailers that dropped this week. Uh, the first one that I wanted to start off with is a uh, horror movie, ironically enough. One that we will not be making Aubrey go see. Uh, but Oh, no, she said she's going to see it. Did she? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, wow. All right. We're going to pencil that one in. Uh, so they are making another Scream movie. This one is titled Scream. Not not The Scream, not Scream 5, just plain old Scream. Uh, not Screams. Not, scream, not Screams with a Z. <laughs> That's why Screams <laughs> made the ghetto. <laughs> screams Origins. No, none, none of that. Just a uh, regular Scream. Um, so this one, it looks, it, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, it's Scream 5 because they're bringing back the characters from the original, uh, the original set of movies. Uh, but this one is, uh, teenagers being chased by a guy in a mask. That sounds really familiar all of a sudden, but, uh, yeah, we're getting another Scream movie. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be directed by the guys who did Ready or Not. So that's the one saving grace that I'm looking forward to uh, because of that. But uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of the trailer? Let's start with our guest, Ken. Uh, I thought it was all right. I mean, it, it, like you touched upon, it's nothing we haven't really seen before, but we have the returning cast coming in. Obviously, David Arquette, anything he's in, I'll usually give a watch to, but nothing really moving the needle so much right now. All right. All right. Joey, what about you? How'd you think of the trailer? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did Ken, did you see Scream 4? No. Mark? Yeah, I did, and I liked it. it it's it's weird because it was all about reboots. <laughs> so I kind of feel <laughs> Wait, like they already did Scream 5. Ken, did you watch Scream, colon, the series? I tried, but I couldn't make it through it. <laughs> Mark? I didn't even know it was a series. <laughs> all right. I didn't see any of those. Uh, last one I saw was Scream 3, and that was in the movie theater. I don't think I've watched any of these since. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, the pedigree of the people that made ready or not, which was one of my favorite movies of the year, the year it came out, which I think was 2019. Does that sound right? Mm, I think so. Maybe. I don't know. It, that, <laughs> ready or not. It's fucking awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, there was nothing in this trailer that made me like throw my laptop through the window and run to the movie theater to get in line for scream five. But I do like those guys. Um, I did like in the trailer they incorporated the fact that people have cell phones. Yeah. So, you know, that was my my main worry was it was going to be like the phone's ringing in the house and the girl on her cell phone is like, ew, I don't answer the phone. Roll credits. <laughs> right. <laughs> End credits. <laughs> Scream five, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I did like that they were able to incorporate modern technology into it instead of being like everyone lost their phone or the – Ghostface it off a EMP or something, <laughs> or it takes place in 1985, just so they don't, can, don't have to write around the, the cell phone. So I did enjoy that. Otherwise, uh, I don't have any like crazy nostalgia pull to see uh, Courtney Cox and David Arquette running around in their 50s. So uh, I, I'm I'm gonna see it. Obviously, I have no choice. Um, I probably would watch it anyway, even if I did have a choice. But I'm not like ready to do backflips around the house or anything about it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I did enjoy Scream 4, so, you know, hopefully this will uh, be another uh, another good chapter. They haven't really failed at all. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of people didn't like 4, but I think uh, I think it did all right. I know the I first three did. Saw it, so. Yeah. 
Uh, Those so, fuckers killed off Drew Barrymore in the first movie. <laughs> They're already on, so you were on done. thin ice with me. <laughs> Facts. So uh, mark the calendars. Uh, Joey penciled it in. It's going to be January 13th. No, I'm sorry. January 14th. I have it uh, in for Patreon in January, unless the schedule changes crazy and we have to put it on the main show. But right now it will be our Patreon review for January. Ah, so there you go, folks. You want to hear Aubrey review a horror movie and hear us uh, possibly torture her again with another horror movie. uh, Subscribe to Patreon. Uh, I'm just going to put an asterisk there that if I go to see this and it's not going to (laughs) work. Oh, no, it's too late. it's too late. We were just be me and Mark reviewing. <laughs> no, we recorded it. Aubrey's doing it no matter what. <laughs> it's now timestamp. She can't get out of it. Yep. Right. The deal has been done. All right. So now uh, DC had their online event uh, this past weekend, DC Fandom. Yeah, it was a little different than I, I got really excited for DC Femdom, but it really was a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so you put shit like that out into the universe and someone's going to do it, man. We don't want that. We don't want that. Or at least I don't want that. Uh, so DC Fandom uh, is where they talk about some of the upcoming projects that's under the uh, DC umbrella, including a lot of trailers for upcoming movies. Uh, so let's talk about some of the trailers that we saw. Uh, we spoke before about there being a Peacemaker TV show that's coming to HBO Max, a spinoff from The Suicide Squad. Uh, it's going to be eight episodes. James Gunn, the director of The Suicide Squad, is going to be directing five of the eight episodes. And uh, we got a first look at like a full trailer. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so let's go around the room and see what do we think of the Peacemaker trailer. Let's go back to our guest, Ken. I loved it. I thought it looked fantastic. The fact that we have 1980s vigilante running around with John Cena, I'm sold. And the fact that Cena now has a pet eagle. Yes. I mean, where, <laughs> where, where do we go wrong with it? This is just win, win, and win. My, one of my favorite scenes is the slow motion walk with the eagle on the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, Joey, what about you, dude? What did you think of the Peacemaker trailer? I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I'm a fan of James Gunn and his style of humor. I did like The Suicide Squad. Um, And obviously, we all love Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, his earlier movies were great, too, like Slither. I'm I'm in for just about anything like he is involved with. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. You know, I I had some sensible chuckles at this trailer, and I like John Cena in the role. Uh, Vigilante in a comic-accurate costume? Are you kidding me? Yeah. much better than he looked on Arrow, right, Ken? Facts. 1,000% facts. <laughs> Doesn't take much to be better than something on Arrow, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, do, you remember on Air, do you remember on Arrow when uh, Felicity cured paralysis and just used it to break up her engagement with Arrow yeah, and then all... didn't share it with the world? <laughs> yeah, just kept it solely to herself. <laughs> like, it never happened. He's like, fuck off, Oliver. Everybody else can enjoy time in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> smash, smash cut to uh, Barbara Gordon. Like, what the fuck? Come on, Felicity. Yeah, like, exactly. crying. <laughs> Was it hot, Barbara Gordon, from the Birds of Prey TV series? God, yes. <laughs> I hope so. Um, anyway, back to Peacemaker. Uh, yeah, I mean, looks funny, man. Uh, we're obviously going to do it on the show, and... Here's hoping. Here's hoping. I hope not all the best of it was in the trailer and there's more to come. So I'm going to avoid all trailers going forward from here and enjoy it when it comes out. But yeah, I'm down. I guess three episodes drop the day it launches and the rest come out uh, weekly after that. Yeah. And coming from James Gunnam and 
seeing what he did with the Suicide Squad, I'm sure this is going to be hard R. So there's going to be a lot of uh, gratuitous violence and ridiculousness happening. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think John Cena is really embracing the role, and I think he, he looks like he's going to have some fun with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. It will premiere on January 13th. So uh, pencil that in. All right. So then the next trailer I wanted to bring up is one that's been <laughs> long in development. Like, I can't even believe that footage of this actually exists. The Rock. Nightwing? <laughs> no, that, we're never going to see that. <laughs> oh, the, wait, it must be New God. <laughs> we're never going to see that either. Only. It's never happening. Uh, but after over... 10 years of promises, The Rock has finally delivered on a Black Adam movie. He actually showed footage of Black Adam. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's go around the room and see. What do we think of this little bit of a teaser from The Rock's long in development movie, Black Adam? Let's go back to Joey. It's funny. I saw online the other day that The Rock was tied to this role in 2007, which means this has actually been in development longer than the mcu has existed <laughs> it's amazing oh, wow <laughs> yeah i mean it, it looks cool it looks cool i didn't um see anything bad with this i i'm really worried storyline wise what they're gonna do with this because black adam is a bad guy yes. and i don't think there has there ever been a good bad guy is the main character movie terminator 2 no terminator 2 is not the main character well i mean kind of but he's a good guy in this one. He stands on one leg, smiles, wants to know why you cry. <laughs> I take it back. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage. Here you go. <laughs> no, I said a good movie. <laughs> oh, Venom. We're not going to get Michelle Williams laughing through this one, unfortunately. But uh, what they showed looked cool. It had a weird uh, kind of vibe, almost like uh, the original Mummy movies, almost a little bit. Um, if they kind of keep that vibe and The Rock being a badass and killing people and blowing shit up. Uh, I'm down. I like The Rock, so uh, it looks cool to me. I, I really do need to see a lot more. I'd like to yeah. see an actual trailer so I can get a vibe for the movie. But from the tiny 30-second scene that we saw, it certainly looked uh, a lot better than anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looked better than Shazam. Um, well, it doesn't take much. <laughs> All right, Ken, what about you, man? What did you think of this footage from Black Adam? I honestly thought it was a live action commercial for Injustice 3 because I still don't believe this movie is coming out. <laughs> That's literally all I thought of it because we didn't see any of the Justice Society mentioned in this. I mean, we saw kind of the quick still photos of their logos. Right. But this was just all about him. And I mean, the footage we saw was cool. I mean, the costume does look very good. But honestly, I'm still waiting to see some more. And until we do, I'm still not buying the movies coming out. <laughs> well, they did finish filming about three weeks ago. So something's out there. And I, but I, I do hear you. Until you're sitting in a the theater and it says Black Adam on a big screen, it, it's tough to believe, believe that this is actually going to happen. Exactly. Like, I just I want to I want to be excited about it because I do like Black Adam in the comics. But until I see some more instead of just a still shot, I'm, I'm still not buying it. And I'm just going to hold out hope that it's Injustice 3 coming out. <laughs> Well, we will see. Uh, it did show a quick little interview with uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate and um, uh, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with this. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm sure Liam Neeson is going to pop up in some weird role because uh, the director of this one did all of those weird Liam Neeson movies that come out. The uh, the train one and the, 
the airplane one. Ice Road Truckers or whatever that was. <laughs> oh, geez. The same director. So uh, I'm sure Liam Neeson is going to make a cameo somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, this one comes out July 29th of 2022. So uh, Joey penciled that in. Get that on the list. It's already penciled in. <laughs> All right. So then the next trailer. And again, this one is another teaser, not a full trailer, but a teaser of a movie, another movie that's been super long in development. It's gone over multiple writers, multiple directors, but it looks like it's actually going to happen. And that is Ezra Miller as The Flash. Uh, this one, they didn't really show a lot of the story, but they did give a, a um, kind of an idea of what the what it was going to look like and what it was going to entail. Very quick images. Um, so what did you guys think of The Flash? Let's go back to our guest, Ken. If it wasn't for Keaton in this, I would have forgot about it completely. This one looks okay, but it looks like New 52 Flash, which kind of scares me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't anything that really was exciting other than Keaton in this for me. Because I just the Flashpoint is not one of my favorite stories. And if this is what the whole movie is going to be centered around, I'm just hoping it's going to be just Keaton and Affleck running around the entire film. <laughs> yeah, I, I can believe that. And they did kind of feature um, like Keaton does the narration for the trailer. So it is very Batman heavy uh, for a Flash movie, uh, at least from the footage that they showed. Um, Joey, what did you think of this footage, dude? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even remotely excited for this movie. Wow. I haven't been for a long time. I, I don't like Ezra Miller in the role. Uh, of the flash. I just don't, uh, even when he was good in justice league, uh, Zack Snyder cut, I, I still feel like they could have cast a lot better than this. Not my flash. Um, wow. I do like, uh, Iris though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, more Iris please. And less, <laughs> uh, floating hot dogs. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I get the vibe from people and that Ken, do you feel like there's just too much Batman in this? Yeah. In all honesty, I think they're really trying to sell it because like you've touched upon this film has been in, in purgatory for how long I, I don't even remember if this is still the Grant Morrison script that it was getting tagged to or is this something completely different. But I think for a selling point, they have to overload this with Batman for anybody to come see it because like I'm with you. Ezra Miller is not my flash. I'm not excited to see him in the role. It's just there's got to be something else added to really make me want to go to the theater and see this. And Keaton will definitely do that. But, I mean, that's the only selling point for me right now. And, and my concern is how much is he actually going to be in the movie? Um, I, I was saying to Mark off offline in, in meat space, I guess. You know, I, I hope that Keaton Batman is not the uh, Snake Eyes actual comic accurate outfit of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to show up for like uh, less than 10 minutes total in the entire movie. And we've seen almost everything at this point. So, um I, I'm not going to say I'm excited because unlike Marvel, there's no pull for me to the DC universe where I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'm not a big Eternals fan, but I'm excited about the MCU. I'm not a big DCEU fan and I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing with the Flash. So the pull for me really is uh, Michael Keaton's back as Batman and I have to watch this for the podcast. I'm with you on that. Yep. Supergirl's cute, though. Uh, Mark. Yeah, I actually do like Ezra Miller as the Flash. Um, I think he, I, I, I think he's funny. Even in this little introduction of uh, 
of the clip. He's like, welcome, DC fandom and fandomers. You know, he's just goofy, and I, I like that. He's wearing a choker like he chokes ladies. <laughs> I, his body slams him. If I had a dollar for every time you brought that up during the show, dude, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I think he's he's funny when uh, given good material. Uh, like you said, Joey, he was decent in Zack Snyder's Justice League. So if they, you know, if they let him have some fun, uh, it looks like he's playing two versions of Barry Allen in this, which is fun. Yeah, he had a weird, uh, like almost Earth One kind of outfit, or Earth. Sorry, I guess it would be Earth Two now. Um, forgive me, nerds. Uh, he had like a weird, like almost Jay Garrick looking outfit on when he was standing beside beside himself in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I'm gonna just consider this as a, a complete blank slate. Uh, we're gonna kind of forget that the Flash TV show is happening. Uh, and just see what they do. Just see how DC handles this. Because, it, you know, it looks colorful. It looks bright. looks like there's money behind the special effects. And they managed to get OG Batman back into it. So it's exciting. Yeah, it's not like the Flash TV show hasn't exactly gone off the rails. Like, Ken, you're not still watching that, are you? Uh, every now and then, just to kind of get a temp in the room. And it's it's still not good. I mean, the selling point they had at Fandom was they have gold boots, right. <laughs> which I'm like, if you really want me to get excited about a season, gold boots is not the way to do it. <laughs> I saw that. It, and they're on like season eight now, I think season eight. And he, are, he's finally got the yeah, gold boots. Are, yeah. Yeah. They finally got the gold boots after eight seasons. And it, I mean, it, but the problem that they've done and I, I thought they completely missed up is with the flash having the third greatest rogues gallery in all of comics they've not even gone near the classic villains and they keep trying to force new ones there that just are not connecting. And now like the CWs, in my opinion is doing like this weird kind of add in music, uh, just forcing it to be super funny when mm-hmm. it's not really meant to be. And it's just completely gone off the, the tracks of where it used to be. Now, yeah, Well, they have a, in order to keep that, uh, and not that I'm making excuses for the CW, but in order for them to keep that schedule of having that weekly TV show come out, there, there has to be like a, like a recipe <laughs> and they have to follow that recipe every single week in order to get those episodes out. Otherwise, if they, you know, enter any kind of new like creativity or any kind of new crazy ideas, there's not enough time to put a TV show out. The movies, well, on the other hand, they can do that. That's that's why he got his yellow boots right at the beginning. Well, I'm well, sure I mean, if uh, Candace Patton is feeling sad about the state of the flash, Mark Ellis, you will volunteer to console her <laughs> with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wish they copied the formula from Superman and Lois because that has been phenomenal. And that's like the new flagship for the network, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if people are really digging on Superman and Lois, though. When I was at a Dragon Con, there was like no one at a, at a Superman's booth at all. And I, I felt, really? Yeah. I felt kind of bad. I'm like, dude, do people know? Like the show is – it's actually really, really good. And yeah. And I would expect, you know – a lot, a lot more people would be talking about it, but I don't think Superman and Lois is getting that. Uh, I don't think it's getting that love. That's too bad because that show is great. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah, and if you're listening and you haven't had a chance to catch up on Superman and Lois, uh, the episodes are on HBO Max now, uh, so you don't have to watch it on a crappy CW app, which is horrendous. Oh. <laughs> I, and I, you know what? I know what you're saying. You're like, I hate all these CW shows or they've they've gotten terrible or blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm telling you, check that show out because it's awesome. <laughs> it's yeah, they, so good. <laughs> they nail the action sequences with Superman. Like, they put all the budget right in there and, like, it's well worth it. Plus, the storylines actually make sense. It, it's a weird thing to see, I know, but it works. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, the last trailer I want to talk about, speaking of um, Cape Crusader, uh, we got our second our second look at footage, but I, I guess technically our first real trailer for Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman. Uh, this one showed a little bit more footage of um, Robert Pattinson doing his thing. We got to see Catwoman. We got to see a completely unrecognizable Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And uh, yeah, some of the action scenes. So uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of this new footage from the Batman? Uh, let's start with Joey. Man, I think it looks great. It's God, does it look gritty? Um, so that's really my only thing, and that's not anything against the movie. It's just like I, I'm so sick of of gritty Batman movies. Yeah, it would be fun to kind of go in the complete opposite direction and have like blue and gray Batman and and more of a like uh, '70s '80s vibe to it, but. This looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it does look awesome. It looks really good. I just, I, I just don't understand um, some of the excitement for it because it, it doesn't look like such a huge departure from the Nolan movies, other right. than the fact that it's not going to be ass on ass like uh, Dark Knight Rises. Um, so I, I, I mean, I, I understand why people are excited about it, and it looks great. The trailer looked great. There's cool action scenes. There's cool shots. Uh, it's going to be cool to see a good version of the Riddler on screen. I just don't uh, understand why it, people are acting like it's the next coming of Christ. Um, <laughs> it, it's it looks like a good Batman movie. It's like exactly what I expect from a Batman movie at this point. I mean, there's nothing different or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited, but not like over the moon about it. I think there's some really cool shots in here. Uh, the car coming out of the flames at the end of the trailer. Uh, he was fighting some guys in the hallway and they were gunfire was lighting up the hallway. That looked yep. really cool. But at, at the end of the day, it's just another dark, gritty Batman movie. So hopefully it's good. Uh, obviously we'll watch it for the show, but uh, I'm not like blown away or anything. I guess I, I feel like I'm on a lonely Island with that take, but that that's where I'm at. No. Oh, all right. All right. Ken, what about you? What did you think of this new trailer? Give it to me and give it to me now. <laughs> I love this. This really captures that year one vibe, which I know Matt Reeves is going for. Mm-hmm. And I know when they were saying, okay, we're going to do a new Batman, but they want to take it when he's really learning how to become Batman. And that time frame that obviously with Frank Miller's iconic story, you want to handle very delicately. And from everything I've seen thus far with just this trailer and the little teaser one we got last year of fandom, I think they've nailed it. The fact that they actually made Riddler into a scary villain for the first time in a long time and we haven't seen that much of him i think they're playing it very well mm-hmm. zoe kravitz looks amazing as catwoman from what we've seen thus far and even colin farrell looks tolerable as penguin so <laughs> i'm in for this like give it to me and give it to me now yeah colin farrell's been having a rough go at it lately so uh hopefully this will be uh this will redeem him get him back in the good graces you know the thing that that struck me about the trailer is the use of colors in it like when there's a scene that has red, it's all red. And when there's a scene that's orange, you know, sunset, it's all orange or all blue. It, it looks very, um, I don't know, the palette looks kind of comic bookish in a way, in a weird way, with such big, uh, bold color choices. So that I'm really interested to see what Matt Reeves does visually from that aspect. No, actually, I was going to say, do you oh. think that's because he's trying to tie in the long Halloween to it? And since that one had different colors for the different months? You know, I didn't even think of it that way. I had an idea that that he might be trying something, but now that you said that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. It, yeah. Oh, 
yeah, now I'm, now I'm really excited for this. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark, do you think uh, Zoe Kravitz is an early uh, woman crush of the year contender for 2022, just based on this trailer alone? It's tough to say. I see Zoe, Zoe Kravitz like all over the place, so it, it, it's really going to depend on the part of the movie. Like I feel like she's already been awesome in a gazillion other nerd projects. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she yes, is. She is. Well, we, we, I got to see how Selena Kyle, quote-unquote Selena Kyle, is in this movie. Before I uh, put her to woman crush at a year possible. Um, but Batman comes out March 4th of 2022. So not that far away. Um, Joey, make sure you pencil that one in. It's already <laughs> on the schedule. <laughs> all right. So that's it. That's all of the uh, really big news from DC Fandom. Uh, so I guess that's all the news for the week. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to review Halloween kills welcome to rhode island comic-con 2021 presented by cardi's furniture and mattresses november 5th 6th and 7th at the dunkin donuts center and rhode island convention center come back together with amazing cast reunions from cobra kai the mandalorian the boys and clerks with a special friday evening appearance by the one and only kevin smith catch up with artists wrestlers vendors and so much more tickets are on sale now at all toy vault locations or online at www.ricomicon.com calling all new england toy record and collectible fans the bristol county toy and record show is returning saturday december 11th at the district center of the arts 15 court street tom massachusetts from 10 a.m to 2 p.m Tickets are only $3 at the door, and early bird admission is $10 at 9 a.m., where you are able to get the first picks of the day. There will be a concert the night of the event to be determined, and tickets will be sold separately, but you do not want to miss out. There will be over 30 of New England's best toy record and collectible vendors selling Star Wars, G.I. Joe, WWE, Transformers, vintage toys, and vinyl records music memorabilia, and a whole stage full of KISS memorabilia. For more updates, please follow and like us on Facebook at Bristol County Toy and Record Show for more info. See you guys there. You don't want to miss it. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out the newest movie in the Halloween saga, Halloween Kills playing in theaters and on Peacock streaming. Uh, before we get into it, Ken, did you see it in the theater or did you watch it at home? I went to the theater with the 3FN crew. So Rich and Ron from 3 Fat Nerds and I went and, yeah, definitely got the full theater experience for this one. All right. Markellis, you went to the theater, you said, because you got further towards platinum status. That is correct. But I also found out that I actually do have Peacock, so I could have watched it at home. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i watched it at home i was home friday night and i was like it was like 11 o'clock and i'm like i could watch this now and get ahead of the weekend yeah. or i could try to find time to go to the movies the next two days i'm watching it now so we have a little bit of different experience then and so we're gonna talk a non-spoiler to start once we are done talking that we will play the sound drop delineating spoilers so if you haven't seen it you can leave and you'll at least know what we thought the rest of you stick around for some more discussion but before we get started with the spoilers what you think of halloween kills ken from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast michael myers is coming towards you he wants to know what did you think <laughs> 
I think I would ask him for my money back because this was a violent, inconsistent watch that really made me question if the writers were trying to kill the franchise instead of the victims in the film. Wow. wow. All right. All right. Uh, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, yeah, I've gone on record before that ho- horror movies are just not really my bag at all. Um, and I know this one got like a lot of really bad reviews or not bad reviews, but a lot of tough reviews um, during a during its release. So uh, going into it, I'm like, I'm probably really going to like this movie. This movie's probably going to be really good to me. Oh, boy. Um, and it, I, it's not a good movie, but I still enjoyed it for reasons. Okay. I don't really know how I feel about this movie. <laughs> it's bad. I agree with Ken. It's bad. But it's not like terrible bad. Like it's it's not like Thunder Force bad, but it's pretty bad and it's not very good. And I don't know. I guess if all you care about is seeing Michael Myers kill people. Yep. You're going to love this movie. Mm -hmm. Like this is the movie for you. If you are one of those people that's like, I just want to see people getting murdered. That's it. That's all you care about. I want to see Michael Myers murder people. Great. You've got your movie. Um, that's what I'm seeing from a lot of people. Five out of five, so much gore, great kills. Yep. Um, if you actually care about like a movie and a story and it making sense and being well acted and shot and anything other than Michael Myers walking around killing people, uh, you're probably gonna hate this. <laughs> I, I, I'm leaning more towards the hate, but uh, you know, I don't want to become a being made out of hate that walks around murdering people. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what we thought about it. Let's drop the drop and we're going to spoil Halloween Kills. So if you haven't seen it yet, get the hell out of here. The rest of you stick around. It's spoiler time. What's the spoiler? spoiler. Yeah, Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're always going to start with things we liked. We're going to be positive to start. So, Ken, give me some things you liked about Halloween Kills. It doesn't sound like there's much, but there's got to be something. No, there is a couple things. Uh, one, I love the early flashback sequence where we saw the CGI uh, 1978 and Dr. Loomis coming back. Mm-hmm. That was I makeup. Thought, that was not CG. Oh, my God. I, I thought it was CG. That looked phenomenal. So that was something I was like, OK, when they started going back and doing that, I was like, all right, this actually is very, very cool. And then the other part that I, I liked, I, I was a big fan of the kills. I thought they were very creative in their sense. That when the light bulb scene, I was starting having deathmatch wrestling vibes. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and then um, even with the Desert Eagle uh, shooting the nurse back in the face, I thought I was like, okay, that's interesting, but that works <laughs> in the in the sense. But other than that, uh, yeah, uh, not too much else to go on. <laughs> all right, all right, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, so you know my thing with horror movies before is that the characters in like none of them. Nothing in the movie makes sense at all. In any horror movie, not just this one. In any horror movie, there's always that, well, why does this person do this? Um, And I realized once I started watching this movie, whenever I had that thought, I just hear Joey going, don't worry about it. So (laughs) through this entire movie, every time something happened like that, I'm like, nope, nope. Just take it at face value. Don't worry about it. So with that in mind, things that I liked about the movie, um, I really liked that they took the there was actually effort in the storytelling. I know you might not believe it, but I I think that there was. Um, I watched 1978 Halloween 
And then I immediately watched 2018's Halloween. And then I went to see this. And there is a thread that goes through those movies. Um, I'm not like a big lover of all the other Halloween movies. So I'm not carrying all of that, that weight with me. But in 2018, I was wondering, yeah, what, how is it that that cop knows Laurie so well? Like, what is their relationship? Cause he seemed very, very familiar with her in a 2018 movie. And this movie clears it up. If you watch the 1978 version, Michael Myers just disappears off the lawn. But in the 2018, they captured him. And I'm, and when I'm watching the 2018 version, I'm like, well, how did that happen? How did they actually catch Michael Myers? And I appreciate the fact that this movie took the time to explain that. It drew the lines between 1978 and the 2018 movie. That I appreciated. I appreciated that they brought the boyfriend back. Uh, I appreciated that the mom... Uh, the mom of the fat kid from the first movie got some closure. <laughs> she she just shows up out of nowhere looking for a kid, and then she finds <laughs> she finds his dead body on the morgue, which was kind of grueling. But at least I can check that storyline off. And I like that all of the characters were somewhat likable. Like I like the old couple uh, flying the drone. I thought they were uh, I thought they were amusing. I like the gay couple in the Myers house. I thought they were amusing. I like that it brought back some of the legacy characters from the other movies and that they really tried to tie this into the 1978 movie. So the storytelling elements um, to connect it to the original movie, I really appreciate it. That's it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. you know, there's a bunch of kills. So I guess that's what you want out of a horror movie, right? You want to, <laughs> you want to see sure. a guy kill people and there's a bunch of kills. So there's that. Sure. Okay. Now, for me, I'm trying to think of things I liked. Um, hmm. I'll agree with Ken and you, Marcellus. I, I liked a lot of the kills. Uh, they were some of them were hilarious. That lady getting killed when he kicked the door open, I was fucking rolling. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I was not expecting that level of humor in uh, in this movie at all, and that was hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the kills were, were good. Um, some of them were brutal. Uh, you're right, Ken, when he killed the lady with the drone and her husband, that was, like, really mean. Like, that <laughs> yeah. was, like, mean-spirited. And that was, I think, probably the meanest, like, nastiest kill in the movie. I don't think anyone else's deaths were, like, as bad as that. And it's even worse because it's, like, they had nothing to do with the plot of the movie. <laughs> no, I know. And the fact he kept going at uh, the husband and the, and the and the wife is just in there watching and like yeah. that was just so messed up. She's bleeding out, dying, and she has to watch him like stabbing her husband fifty times with different knives. Um, that was just uh, that was a really good sequence and it was scary, but it was also like kind of like really mean spirited. So that actually might veer into something I didn't like, but it was it was a little much. Um, I thought the movie was shot really well, so when it's supposed to be scary, it is scary. And there's a lot of, you know, him appearing out of things or, or entering places like they did a really good job, like building suspense and uh, terror throughout the movie of him doing things. Um, I uh, will get into this in a little bit, but on the other side, but I did like the idea of the town banding together to be like, fuck this shit. We're going to kill him. Um, I, I don't know if we have we've ever seen that in a horror movie before. We're like the, the same town, you know. Just kind of just says F it we're done and we're gonna all team up and fuck this guy up because we're sick of being the victims in the horror movie yeah it's but fun. they there wasn't like the, it's a town that's been you know they're sick of being 
in a horror movie, but they've only been in one horror movie, 1978's Halloween. Uh, technically two, because <laughs> there was 2018. Yeah, but none of those people were – they were still out at a bar partying at Halloween. Right. Like, they didn't know that other people were dying. Right. You know, I, well, we're, we're going to get into that. I'm just saying I like the concept. I'm not saying I like the execution. I'm okay. saying I like the concept <laughs> right. of these people, you know, banding together, being sick of being in a horror movie. Um <laughs> What else did I like about the movie? That was really about it. <laughs> that was it. So we're going to have to get into things that we don't like. Uh, Ken, what didn't you like about Halloween? Oh, Kills? man. All right. Let us let me get my list out here for this one. Uh, first and foremost, Tommy Doyle annoyed the absolute crap out of me. <laughs> and the fact that he kept trying to sell you know, his catchphrase, <laughs> at least he wasn't yelling family. Because I was waiting for the power of Dominic Toretto to come in him and like lead this crowd. He just was trying to say about that evil dies tonight nonsense. And I was like, buddy, this is not getting over. Stop it already. And then when they he was leading the mob to the hospital and they were they were going after the second mental patient. Yep. I thought that drug on way too long. And especially for when they were trying to sell about like how that was the moral compass that, you know, how the crowded, you know, was just so mob mentality they weren't seeing straight and going after everybody, even though they had an idea what Michael Myers looked like in a sense. So when they were thinking that this guy was a, the real killer, I was like, wait, you guys have kind of had some experience running into him. Wouldn't you know the difference a little bit? I get it's a horror film, so I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> but even when Karen is the only one trying to save him and he goes and jumps off the, the ledge there there's supposed to be that moment like, oh, God, we realize we're broken. We should stop. And then Tommy's like, nope, cracks open the beer and like, let's go find Michael <laughs> and doesn't even stop. And then like so like that whole sequence is just a waste of time. And I understand, that, OK, we got to give something to everybody in the hospital to do. But seriously, like there is no point to that. Then the mob scene beat down of Michael Myers, because all of a sudden after he gets what? Four shots to the chest, close range, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And he's getting the baseball bat. He's getting everything done. He suddenly goes ultimate warrior. And I and literally when he starts shaking and go and springs right up, I immediately thought of that theme music going on, which I highly <laughs> recommend you try syncing up with. It's a fantastic experience. He, the fact that Michael just kills everybody in like 30 seconds. I was like, really? The, how they sped through the ending, I thought was really out of control, too. Because it was just like, okay, we have to wrap this up. This is supposed to be the bridge film for a third film. Okay, we're just going to completely force everything down without any buildup. With obviously killing off Karen and killing off Tommy and the mob. Mm -hmm. That happened in the course of, what, two minutes? Like, I don't know. It it just did not sell me on that. And and then, like, I think the ending was so bad, it just ruined the entire film for me that when I got out of the theater, and everybody else was kind of saying the same thing in the theater, like, what was that? (laughs) All right. All right. I can agree with those points. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, there's a lot of really stupid things in this movie. Um, That sequence with the kids outside of the couple's home was a complete waste of time Uh, that I didn't understand, like, why that was there. Uh, Yeah. And the characters are just stupid. If someone is chasing me in my house and I'm running towards the front door, how do I forget how to unlock the front door? (laughs) Like this lady ran to the door and like couldn't couldn't figure out how to unlock the front door and just turned around and let Michael Myers walk up to her and stab her with a fluorescent light bulb. 
the firefighters at the very beginning of the movie. If the house is on fire and there's a guy standing there with an axe, why do you let him walk up to you and he stab you in the, the face? Yeah. <laughs> he sprayed them down <laughs> with the hose. With the weakest, with the weakest <laughs> blast fire hose you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> so it was at that very moment, like when a first firefighter got smashed in the face and he just stood there and let Michael Myers walk up to him. At that point, I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. Just just let it happen. Yeah, I didn't understand Michael Myers, his motivation. Was he trying to get back to the house? Was that his main thing? Uh, he wanted to stand in a window. And I don't understand. Like, So Andy's boyfriend and his dad go into the house. Uh, Michael Myers kills him, right? We see, we don't see the dad die, but we see the boyfriend die. And, you know, I think towards the end, Andy's outside and she's like, you know, she has a broken leg or whatever. Wouldn't they rope off that house? Like, how the fuck did Michael Myers get back in the house upstairs to kill Karen? Why was she in the house? Especially, especially there's one staircase, too. <laughs> right? Did he, like, step over, like, all of the dead bodies? Did she step over all of the dead bodies? What? Where was the police? It's shit like that that drives me nuts in every horror movie. So the fact that it's here, I feel kind of bad to criticize this movie for doing that when a lot of horror movies do it. But that was just, you know, it can only be pushed too far. That kind of pushed me too far. I didn't like the fact that Michael got supposedly killed by the mob and then just instantly for no reason at all stands up and starts killing everyone else. And he killed everyone, killed Tommy, killed the old sheriff from the other movie. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So like, what? Why are we here? Um, but I will say my favorite part, <laughs> something that I did like is when Jamie Lee Curtis is walking through the hospital and the mob is like going crazy. And she like fucking knees a doctor in the nuts and like sends him out. But the <laughs> but the action like opens up her wounds and she's like, oh, I need a doctor. <laughs> like you just fucking kicked one in the nuts. What, what are you doing? Uh, so, yeah, so that's it. That's everything that I, I didn't like about the movie. All right. Uh, how much time you guys got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right off the bat, like Jamie Lee Curtis is sidelined in this movie. Um, I guess the, you don't really have a choice if you're going to set it on the same exact night as the last movie. Right. Because she was stabbed. But she spends 99.9 percent of the movie doing nothing. Uh, laying in a hospital bed, much like Halloween 2 from back in the day. But she doesn't do anything other than to have uh, gobbledygook nonsense monologues with the sheriff uh, about evil. Completely worthless. Uh, what a waste. Uh, especially after they spent the whole last Halloween movie kind of establishing like her and Michael are linked. And um, even her family's like, well, he's going to come here. He's going to go after her. Right. Um, and you're like, oh, OK, that makes sense. He's going to go to the hospital and that's where the mob is. This is how the movie's going to work out. No, no, no. He doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> like, we don't know what he's doing. Like, uh, like I was laughing and joking with Marcellus just now. Like, oh, he wants to go back to his house and stare out the window. But like, that's pretty much what he did. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh what was what was the motivation? We don't know. Um, the. The director's even come out and said in interviews that he's not supposed to be supernatural in this. It's not like a supernatural thing. But if he's just like some 60-year-old guy that escaped a mental institution, how is he getting shot in the chest, stabbed multiple times, like all this stuff, um, and, and just getting up all the time? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The the mob was ridiculous. First of all, they kept saying evil dies tonight. Like you said, his catchphrase over and over again, it wasn't working. Yeah. Um, it was bad. 
and, and I was so sick of it. I did not want anything to do with evil dying or tonight by the end of this movie. <laughs> How did the mob not know that a short, fat, balding old man that could barely move was not Michael Myers? Exactly. Ken, how did the mob know that even after they showed Michael Myers' mugshot on screen on the news? It was the power of Evil Dies Tonight. It was just so I captivating so. that they just couldn't see straight. <laughs> like, fuck old guys with mullets. We're going to kill everybody. Um, yeah, that was awful. I, it was, I, I don't know if that was like some kind of ham-fisted political statement about mobs or what the fuck that yeah. was, but it was terrible. It, it totally was a political statement. I, I, it was bad, though. It was a bad political statement. Like, regardless of what side of that you fall on, uh, the, that was just ass. It was so mm. ham-fisted and, like, crammed into the movie. It was so bad. It, it just had no place in the movie. Um, there's no fucking plot to the movie. It's just Michael Myers walks from one spot to the next and kills random people over and over and over and over again. And the the kills are enjoyable, but there's nothing that like ties you. Like I said, that that kill with the, the family, the that we're playing with the drone, the the wife and the husband, uh, it's brutal. But it's just two random people. Like there's no there's no pull to it at all. You don't give it a shit because it's just two random people that Michael Myers happen to be walking through their house. <laughs> what if he didn't kill him? What if he just like walked through the house and let him just keep watching TV <laughs> in the next room? Like <laughs> what if same exact fucking. Re- plot that would have happened in the whole movie if he didn't kill those people why did michael myers kill everybody in the park and then take the time to chain everyone up and and make a display in the park in the park rather than just go on his way he was doing that through the the film too because he did that big john and little john too yeah 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 i i enjoyed big john little john i thought they were funny They, they were great but did we really need like 15 to 20 minutes spent with uh, bad 90s gay stereotype guys. Like, what was the point? Why do we have to spend 15 minutes with them and then they get killed and has zero to do with the plot? They're not related to anyone in the plot. That What was the point of that? Just because they lived in the house. That was, I, I, but, well, but they were forcing that. But I get your point. No, I agree with you. Like everything about them that did not even have to be there. Like, I don't understand like what the whole point of that was like. And then the mob finally, like you said, Mark, the mob finally catches Michael Myers. They beat him up and then they all stand there. Then he gets up and he kills all of them one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And so then he stands at the window at the end. Like Everyone in this movie got like ninja syndrome where they only would attack Michael one at a time. When it was <laughs> yep. It's so bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the plot of this movie is ass. Um Everything about this movie except the kills pretty much is bad and it's Halloween kills. So I guess you get a lot of kills, but like this is not good. And I I haven't watched the first Halloween from 78 in a long time. And I guess it's my own fault. Um, and I hadn't seen 2018 since we saw it for the podcast. So a lot of these things where it's like, hey, here's a 97 year old guy playing the sheriff. Like, OK, like. I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking remember that. Like, I can't remember the last time I watched fucking Halloween. Like, I don't know. Some, a lot of that stuff had no, didn't sell anything to me because I couldn't remember who these people were. I felt like how the Chinese audience much must, must have felt watching Force Awakens. Like, like I, I just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't know who these fucking people were. But why the, I was supposed to care? But the people who love Halloween, like the people who really love like the original 78 movie, that was for them. It was a little fan service for them. Because they, you know, yeah, they, they yeah. never really showed what happened to, like after Jamie Lee Curtis saves like the two kids that she's babysitting in a movie, they never really show what happened to the kids. They just kind of yeah, run right, off. Not in this movie. And that, right. And that's why they're here. 
So you can see finally yeah. see what happens to him. Yeah, they get played by Anthony Michael Hall and get killed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I mean, just there's so much wrong with the plot of this movie and the story and just everything. It, it's just killing. That's the whole movie. That's that's the selling point. If that's what you're into, you're going to love it. We got to get a score. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. What do you have for Halloween Kills? Ken from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast. I think I'll be generous and give it a two because mm-hmm. one, I did like the flashback sequence and two, I did like syncing up the ultimate warriors theme song to <laughs> Michael killing the mob because that just made it worthwhile. But everything else is hot garbage. All right. Two is pretty generous, actually, based on that review. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah. Again, I really appreciate the fact that they took the time to send us back to 1978 and connect the dots between that movie and a 2018 movie. Um, so from that point of view and including uh, uh, an appearance by Dr. Loomis, I thought that was, I wasn't expecting that and I thought it worked out pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a two, which is a, a half a star more than I gave the first one. I don't even remember what I gave the first one to be quite honest. I kept meaning to go back and listen and figure out what I gave it. But uh, for me, just like I said, there's nothing here other than, some cool killing. If you're into Michael Myers killing people with gore, this is going to be like five out of five for you. Best movie of the year. Uh, for me, I need a little bit more in a movie and this did not provide any of that. Uh, I, if I had a choice, I wouldn't go see Halloween ends. I wouldn't care, but I don't have a choice cause we have a podcast, so we'll be watching it next October. Um, <laughs> so it's a one and a half for me. Uh, I would put it about on par with Venom. Let there be carnage. You know, it's not horrendously bad. It's not F nine or, or some of the other terrible, terrible, terrible movies we've seen this year. But it, it's not good. Um, it, it's not good. So it's a one and a half for me. But that's our score for Halloween Kills. What is your score? Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Slide into our DMs and maybe tell us if we're right or wrong. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Ken, it's been great to have you on. Tell everybody everywhere they can find the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Go. Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com where we encourage you to join the conversation on our social media links. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, where I basically live. So at OD Parlay Hour, if you want to keep the conversation going. You can find us on every single podcast platform you can. Just type in ODPH. We pop right up. So drop that follow. Drop that five-star review. If you're very generous, we say thank you for that. Also, on the website, you can check out Parlay Points, the complimentary blog section of the show where I'm doing comic reviews and uh, our wrestling side blog to 607TWS. And there's also links to twitch.tv slash 607podcast where I do streaming with Rich Coriel from 3 Fat Nerds where we're going to be doing 607TWS on there later this week. All of that, the T Public Store, and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. And thank you, gentlemen, for letting me come on. This has been an absolute blast. Awesome. Do you have any recommendations for the listeners out there this week? Besides listening to your podcast. Okay. So recommendations, I got to say, if you haven't checked out Doom Patrol on HBO Max, it has been fantastic. It's one of the best shows out on TV right now, bar none. If you're looking for something to hit at the comic book shop, uh, actually, you got to do it online for right now, and that's Comicsology Unlimited. Go check out the... Scott Snyder runs of We Have Demons and Clear. They are both fantastic books. Uh, him and Greg Capullo are teaming up on We Have Demons. And if you know me, 
you know my love affair for their work together on Batman. This is taken into a supernatural level, and it is absolutely awesome. All right. Fantastic. Well, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Uh, yeah, with the upcoming live-action Cowboy Bebop that's going to be dropping on Netflix in November, uh, coming up this week on Netflix is the original anime. Uh, what? Ooh. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, if you uh, haven't uh, if you haven't watched Cowboy Bebop uh, and you want to see a little bit of the story before the live-action adaptation, which, fingers crossed, is going to be good because we all know how live-action adaptations of animes have gone <laughs> over the past few years. Uh, yeah, the original show will be dropping on Netflix this week, and it is my favorite anime ever that doesn't have the word Speed Racer in it. So uh, definitely check that out. All right. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's comic reviews. There's movie reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there. We just dropped an uh, interview with the director of the new horror movie Demigod, which just dropped uh, this past weekend as well on uh, theaters and on demand. Uh, there's a bunch more stuff coming up, including that really cool thing I still can't tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I promise it's going to be cool. And we've got our Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more this month. It's the only place to hear our reviews of squid game from Netflix and star Wars visions on Disney plus. And uh, I will be talking about some other cool things as well. So check it out at patreon.com backslash. So is your podcast. I will recommend one of the things I am going to be talking about on Patreon. And that is Lego star Wars terrifying tales, which is a Lego star Wars Halloween special on Disney plus. Uh, I found it really funny. Wow. Star Wars that you actually liked. I'm amazed. Yeah, no, it's uh, (laughs) a hut, not job of the hut, but a different hut is turning Darth Vader's old castle on Mustafar into a tourist trap. Somehow through shenanigans, um, Poe Dameron ends up there and they tell scary stories. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, it's very cute and it's fun and has a lot of homages to old and other horror movies, uh, including The Lost Boys, which I thought was hilarious. So nice. Uh, definitely worth a watch. It's like 40 minutes long. I think you can put aside some time and check it out. Other than that, I will definitely say go check out the movie Dune, which is coming to HBO Max in theaters very soon, because that, my friends, is what we will be talking about next week on the podcast. But that's going to do it for episode 376 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. Our special guest was Ken from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Thank you again for having me on. It's been a blast. And the experts, Mr. Marquis Markellis Rake. Yeah, everybody have yourself a good week. Enjoy some cool content and Wakanda forever. Uh, you know what happens when uh, Michael Myers is uh, going to make some fish and chips? No. no. Evil fries tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Boo this man. Boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Good journey.